0: Comic Book Time Machine, episode 59. Four popular comic books over $10 retail value. Time Travelers. I'm Ben. Ben Avery, comic book writer, comic book reader, comic book collector, comic book fan. And I'm here to do another experimental episode for you and with you. I was uh, I have in my hands a bag, and this is a bag that took me back in time, in my mind, in my memory uh, to what the way I used to buy comics off the, the rack at grocery stores, especially. I remember buying them this way at my grandparents grocery store. Uh, also in bookstores sometimes uh, where they would have, you know, the sampler bag, they'd have three or four comics in a uh, poly poly wrapped bag or whatever. Um, And you'd be able to buy them for, you know, $3 or whatever. And there'd be three or four comics in there, but you could see one on the front, one on the back. And then what I would do is I would always kind of stick my finger, you know, my thumb kind of in the plastic there to try and peek and see in between to see what was that third comic book in there or that third and fourth comic book in there and i remember remember vividly buying one of those that had star wars and this is when i was four or five maybe maybe six Uh, star wars on one side star wars on the other side and i couldn't quite see what was in the middle and when i opened it up it was star wars i believe it was number 49 star wars number 50 and then star trek marvel's star trek uh, and on the cover of this Marvel Star Trek comic, it had uh, Captain Kirk and Spock, and they're holding a gnome in between them. And the gnome, I mean, we're talking gnome with the pointy red hat. Uh, we'll get to that episode eventually in Comic Book Time Machine, where I'm doing the Marvel licensed comics. Eventually, it's a long way off, I think. But, um, you know, and I, I that's the way I would uh, look. I remember actually going to uh, the grocery store and, and seeing at my grandparents' uh, grocery store. Uh, someone had done that same thing, but they actually cut the side or split the side so that the comics were hanging out and you can actually see what was in there. Um, But these bags, you know, I I have in my hand one of these bags. This is something that I purchased two or three days ago. I was at Dollar General. Now, Dollar General is not a store I normally go to, uh, but I was going there because it was recommended to me as a cheap place to get certain supplies. And I needed to get some supplies for a craft at the church where I work and I was stopping there. They didn't have the supplies that I need, but I stopped because I was looking at the the books that were on the shelf there that were dollar $3. There was a a book that um, was the third volume of the Warriors uh, series of of uh, anthology books that um, George Martin edited. And inside that, there was actually, in the first volume of that series anyway, uh, was the Mystery Night, which is the the story that the third hedge night graphic novel that I've written is based on. Now that, that graphic novel, I adapted the script. I didn't write the story. Yet. I don't need to go there right now. Um, so I was looking at these things and then my mind, or my eye was glancing over and I saw this thing. It's a bag. And I, all I could see was four popular comic books over $10 re- retail value, free bonus trading card. And so I picked it up and it's, the price was 299 now here's how this is going to work i uh, I'm going to open this up here as I'm talking I'm gonna pull the things out and tell you what I've found inside the bag um, and in doing so then afterward I'm going to play a sounder and I'm going to read the first book come back talk about it a little bit read the second book come back talk about it a little bit um, look at the bonus trading card <laughs> and uh, you know so all these things i'm I'm gonna uh, do, I'm going to read all all these four popular comic books in this episode. These are books that I, uh, you know, in they're in the bag. Now here's the thing: there was one reason that sold me that I was like, I'm going to do this, no matter what, uh, because I am getting a value here. There it says over ten dollar retail value. We'll talk about that once I actually do calculate the cover prices here. But uh, there's the front has this big circle that that's about two thirds the 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 length or the the height of the comic book uh so it covers up any any um logo on the front co- comic that you can actually see it says four popular comic books or, or $10 to allow you already said that i can see the trading card here it is a batman trading card it is michael keaton michael keaton batman bruised but not beaten is the the uh caption on that card and it is <laughs> michael keaton so I'm thinking, what? And then I turn it over, and I can see the other comic. Now I don't know what the other two comics in here are. Actually, I'll get to why, but I don't know what the other, the the three other comics in here are. But um, the back of this book, or of this package, it's Spawn Batman, published by Image Comics, uh, written by Frank Miller, and art by Todd McFarland. Now I'm sure I've read this way back when I was, you know, in college and, and starting to get back into comics. And I had friends, I'm sure, who had this. Uh, and this is, I think what they did was they did a Spawn Batman and then they also did a Batman Spawn and the one was published by Image and the other was published by DC. Uh, this is the Image one. Um, but I'm thinking to myself, three bucks and I get that. You know, I don't know what the other ones are, but this is worth it, even if it's not a good read. It's three dollars. It's not a... Uh, Quarter bin podcast level of deal. Although, you know what? I just change the plans. Instead of playing a sounder, I'm gonna play a um, yeah. Because last time I did an experiment on that episode, I ended up talking up a bunch of different podcasts that I liked. Um, but this time, instead of playing a sounder, I'm gonna go ahead and play some uh, promos for podcasts that I that I like and that I listen to. And there might be promos that I've played before in other places, but um. Yeah, I'm going to do that instead. Great idea. Anyway, this the deal here, the value here. Four books, $2.99. It's still not a quarter each, okay? Although it is over $10 retail value, so I've saved at least seven bucks here with these books. Now, on the back, I can see the cover. I can see through the the polyurethane or whatever this plastic stuff is made of i can see the title i can see the picture of batman and spawn leaping through the air with uh lightning behind them obviously referencing frank miller's uh dark knight um and you know that i can see the the thing is and this is what gets me excited about this bag is that i can't see the logo of the comic that's on the front in fact i can't even see the character's face what i see is a woman who's kind of wearing, it looks like fatigues uh, with her pants. And she's wearing kind of a, I guess uh, she's got a bare arm. It's not a, not a short sleeve shirt. So maybe it's like a tank top uh, with a little bit of midriff showing. I don't know what this is, but I'm looking at it. thinking, is this like Frey? Which is uh, kind of a futuristic Buffy the Vampire Slayer type of comic that um, Joss Whedon wrote for Dark Horse. Uh, there's weird looking people behind, but I can't see a logo. I have no idea what this comic is. I know nothing about this. So the Spawn Batman book is the last one that I'm going to read uh, as I, as I delve into this bag for this episode. And this is similar. I'm not sure when this episode is going to come out in relation to the comic book convention episode that we're doing. This is similar to that blind bag. Uh, Experiment that we're doing for that. And so if we haven't played that episode yet, consider this a teaser to something that has to do with a blind bag. And if we have done that episode, then consider this a a reference back to that. So I'm going to open the bag right now live. We're going to talk about what's actually in here. And then from there, we're going to go ahead and and do some reading. So here I go. I'm going to open this bag. So it's very exciting Um, radio, I know, but... Take out the spawn Batman book out first. ninety five is $3.95 cover price. Um, and it is, it has a spine, it's perfect bound. Um, it's just what I expected. Now, here's where I don't know what to expect. Actually, let's get the card out first. Uh, from the ones that I don't know what to expect Bruised but not beaten. This is card number 122 from the Batman, um, uh, the Batman collection. Collect all 132 cards. Uh, They call him the Dark Avenger here. Uh, This is from 19... What? I don't even see a year on here, but... uh, 1989. So I'm going to put that right there on the side here. This is kind of fun. So let's take out this front one. Okay, that's weird. Um, Yeah, I I, I mentioned I couldn't see a uh, logo. That's because on the cover, there is no logo. Um, This is published by Boom. This is not at all what I'm expecting You know, I expected that this is like the the quality of the plastic, the fact that it has this, uh, spawn book from 1994, a card from 1989. I was expecting some late eighties, early nineties type of junk. Uh, and I was expecting junk. Uh, you know, these, these, these bags, um, you know, they call them a sampler bag, but they're, you know, this is where they put stuff that hasn't sold. Um, but this is boom. Boom is like a 2000 thing. this was published in 2012. Interesting. Higher Earth, issue two. I have absolutely no idea what this is. Created and written by Sam Humphreys, art by Francesco Biagini. Um Higher Earth character designs by Sanford Green. Interesting. Okay. Hmm. Huh. Okay, well, I'm going to read this, and the other thing I'm going to do is I'm not going to do a lot of research about these things. I'm going to uh, look on the uh, Mike's Amazing World to find out when these things actually came out, Um, but uh, I'm not going to. I'm I'm going to read them and take them as they come. And so in this case, it's an issue two of a series I've never ever heard of that has a girl running away from some guy with a sword on the cover. And cover price. I don't see a cover price. It's a limited edition of some sort. There is no price on here at all. It just says limited edition, where you would have a price. There's a barcode. Well, 2012, uh, well, I'll be generous. Um, I'll say 2 dollars for the cover price. It's probably $3.99, but we'll say $2.99. Next, we have Extermination, also a limited edition from Boom. Studios. What in the world? Written by Simon Spurrier. Art by V. Ken Marion. Uh, okay. Two thousand twelve. I was expecting. I mean, I'm looking at this. And I'm expecting late nineties, but this is two thousand twelve. This is really bizarre. <laughs> the Batman card. And these this, these comics from Boom. So I have Spawn Batman, Extermination, and Higher Earth. And no cover price. Well, again, let's be generous, I guess. and Maybe this is a freebie or something that came. Extermination issue five. Okay. Next up, we have... <laughs> Wait a minute. There's, there's five things in here, plus the card. How to collect comics. Cards one special interest publication. How to collect comics inside this issue. How about the internet? What about graphic novels? Know your comic books. Grading standards inside. Hobby supplies. How to save big money. Okay, so (laughs) this just got weird. This is on, like, newsprint. I don't see a year here. I don't see a copyright on uh, in here at all, but that is weird. cards one comic book classics comic books by the pound <laughs> okay well I'm gonna be reading this and interesting well uh, yeah I'll be reading this too I guess learn how to how to collect comics uh though this has a cover price on it of four dollars. So I have three ninety five plus four is seven ninety five, um, and then I have these two comics with no no cover price on them. Um, finally, we have oh now this is cool, J Michael Straczynski's Midnight Nation issue number one. This is sweet. I actually I really love this series. Well, this will be fun. Oh yeah, this will be a lot of fun. So this is two fifty. So just the the books with cover price alone take me fifty cents over um, the the ten dollar value that they're saying. But you know, five comics for three bucks. Again, still it's not a quarter each. But um, but then you also have to figure in that that playing card. Still, this is kind of fun because I, you know, I'm here. I am. I've got these books that I had no idea what they are. I've, I'm being introduced to two new things, plus how to collect comics. They're, they're going to teach me how to collect comics. Uh, the cover has a guy dressed up as a mutant ninja turtle. I mean, that 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 just screams you know, knowledge there. Um, <clears throat> and then I have the Spawn Batman book that I know I've read, but I don't own, and I would never buy for any reason other than. This kind of thing here. And then Midnight Nation that I get to revisit. So the, the order I'm going to take this in... Is I'm going to do the two comics I've never read before... Or never heard of before. Uh, then I'm going to do How to Collect Comics. And then I'm going to read Midnight Nation number one. Uh, and then Spawn Batman. And yeah. I am a little bit excited. This is kind of fun. Kind of wacky. Okay, it's not really wacky wacky. But um, in my mind, I'm enjoying myself here. And we'll find out if I actually should enjoy myself. So I'm going to play a podcast promo for a podcast that I listen to and enjoy and recommend and then I'll come back. And I'll be looking at Extermination. No, let's do the let's do the one that was on the front. Higher Earth number 2. And we're back. Um in the time it took for you to listen to that promo I have read uh, and research this book, Higher Earth, issue number two. Actually, I haven't researched it. Um, what I did do is I did look up the details of w- when it came out, which is June 1st, uh, 2012 is the, the cover date here, um, which there isn't really. Well, there it is on the, the inside here. But um, This is a book. Uh, it's interesting. Francesco Biagini, Biagani, Bi, uh, sorry, Francisco. I know you're not listening, but I am sorry anyway. Uh, the artwork is is good it's it's uh and and it's it's got a loose um clear style it reminds me a little bit of uh, mobius for some reason um and also kind of reminds me of uh, maybe what might be in a heavy metal uh comic uh you know if it was colorized but heavy metal in the 90s i i think Um, that means nothing to me 90s is the only time i ever read heavy metal so i can't what am i comparing it to um but uh this it was interesting now i'll just give you a brief rundown of of the story there's a there's a character who's a female and a character who's a male and this involves a multiverse uh so there's many earths and apparently um this female and this male the she comes from one Earth. He somehow brought her, or she brought him. I actually got the impression they aren't—they don't are not supposed to be where they are. Uh, they are on Sunshine Earth Nine, which uh, the opening page actually has uh, you know, presents it as a, an idyllic utopia, but it actually is an overcrowded urban world. And he is comfortable, but he, as far as being there and and knowing what to do. But he is not happy about being there because they are illegals. Meanwhile, she is scared. She doesn't seem to know what's going on. Um, he is teaching her uh, what's you know what to do. He's he's trying to you know coach her uh, not to do anything bad. But she goes ahead and does something bad. She runs away and uh, he chases her. He has a sword, by the way, and she seems to have some sort of superpowers. I mean, she's leaping and jumping. Um, but she escapes him, and you know you get the impression that he's supposed to be our our main protagonist along with her they, they share that. I'm not sure who the story is actually about if it's him or if it's her um, but uh he's not a good guy. I mean he seems to be just kind of mean he seems to be um, maybe it's not mean is mean is not quite the right word, but um he is definitely not. You know, the kind of guy that you just want to hang out with and have fun and, you know, just, you know, maybe maybe play some mini golf or something with him. Um, You get the impression that he would get pretty, pretty tired of mini golf pretty quick and and hit you in the head with the golf club. Uh, But he or his sword, I guess, because he does do that. He slices a man's head in half from the top down into the sternum. Uh, she runs away, takes refuge at a hobo camp on top of one of the buildings. She's not welcome there. They give her some food and send her on her way. He needs to find her, so he goes and finds this doctor. You know, there seems to be some backstory where he knows this doctor. Seems like this doctor um, was separated from his wife or something like that because of uh, something that this man did and is not happy about it. But he recognizes that, you know, this man's illegal because he's asking for uh stem cell slug calibrated to this earth uh, which seems to be how i guess they keep tabs on who belongs where and so i'm getting the impression that there is something of a um you know this is a w- overcrowded world where maybe undesirables are put because i get the impression the doctor was goes was put there against his will the people on top of the the one building you know they didn't want to be there uh but they were there and they didn't have a choice um and then he sees a poster that says, join us, and it's uh, got dinosaurs on it. It's bas- it's a poster for the um, <laughs> Conservation Corps. And he sees that in the doctor's office, you know, which um, I, I guess that makes sense. You know, I've seen posters in doctor's offices, but not really advertisements. But, you know, maybe, you know, the doctor needs an f- extra few bucks, the medical field on this overcrowded world of of poor and destitute people. Maybe it's not paying very well. Um, and he demands to know from the doctor where to go for that. She also sees this, and this is a, one of the nice things about this. As I was reading this, I'm kind of I'm really confused. I don't know exactly what's going on, but there are a couple moments, uh, one moment being in the chase scene where he's chasing her that was wor- almost completely wordless. The other being where she finds the same poster and it just shows her uh, just shows, doesn't, no words, uh, with her, with the poster, talking to different people, different, um, you know, residents of this world, uh, you know, drug users, children, just all sorts of different people, showing them this, as if to, also be searching for, where is this place? So apparently, the the male character, knows that the female character, is going to go there. I'm not sure exactly how, but, um, he does seem to know her, because, that's the other thing is, as he was chasing her and loses her, he says, she lost me in 10 hours. It must be her. And I don't know if that is kind of a she's the one kind of thing or, or what. But the police then go to arrest her for being illegal. He rescues her. That's where he cuts the guy's head in half from the, the top of the head through the neck into the, the sternum. They steal uh, basically a flying moped. Uh, and they go to you know, through a portal where they end up on this dinosaur world, and they crash land on the dinosaur world in front of a T. Rex, which it's a nice little splash page. And overall, you know, when I started reading it, I was really confused, and especially you know halfway through with the doctor stuff, I'm just like, I don't know exactly what's going on, but this this main character is not a nice man. He is not treating people nicely. He is telling them to shut up and throwing them against a wall. And this, the female character, I don't know enough about to really even care about her. Then, but um, the world hopping, you know, that's that's one thing that did it for me, where it's like, oh, that's this seems a little interesting. The other is that, that, that wordless page where she tears the poster off the wall, and is going around to all these different people. And then when she finally gets to the place, it's another almost splash page of this dinosaur walking down the street. And she just says, beautiful, as she watches it. And so that part was a nice little moment in this otherwise confusing book. Now, it's confusing to me because I have not read issue one. And I do not know anything else about this book other than what I'm seeing in this actual, you know, from cover to cover and uh, uh looking here almost at that last page as they're flying they fly through the portal they end up in a, a protected paddock uh where you get the impression they're not trying to keep dinosaurs in they're trying to keep dinosaurs out and this is where you know they they're just their base of operations so they've they fly through and this guy just kills people you know <laughs> he's a he's a killer and as they're flying by the one of the guys in a tower gives the order to fire and they just fly by and then the one panel shows the guy holding a sword on the moped. The next panel shows a puff of smoke that has been left behind by the moped, but the moped is out of the panel. And it just shows the body of the guy who yells, Freeze, and his head, which is, you know, 12 inches up above his body, has been sliced off. And um, this guy's violent, kills, and then they land in front of a T Rex, which is really. <laughs> The best page of the book is that final page where it's a splash page of the guy grabbing his sword while T-Rex stands over them growling. So that's what I, that's higher earth. I wouldn't go out and buy it. I'm not excited to try and run. And, um, you know, as, as a sampler, uh, which this isn't a sampler, this is just them taking books that were you know bought really, really cheap and sticking them into a bag. But, um, the idea of a sampler where it says, Hey, check this out, try this out this i would read it if it was in front of me because a friend of mine had it on his shelf while i was visiting or something like that and said yeah you can take that home and read it i'm not gonna seek it out but um yeah not terrible not i had no idea what to expect um was it worth how much i spent on it you know the cover price 399 i wouldn't have spent that on this but what i did spend i'm happy I'm happy. So I'm ready to move on to the next one, which is Extermination. But before I do that, here comes another commercial, basically. And we're back. And so in the time it took you to listen to that promo, I have read Extermination number five. And... In this one, I am a little less confused about who the characters are because they are introduced to me. Nox, who's a shadow-shrouded heroic hardman, recent convert to strategy of killing things which are trying to kill you, conflicted. So you get the idea, he is a superhero who does not like to kill people. Meanwhile, the other character, the other main character, is the Red Reaper, science-making aristocratic Anglo- Weep in a gas mask, faintly embarrassed by the whole thing. He is a bad guy, and the way that they have some interplay in the uh flashback sequences, which are six months ago, um, they seem to be arch enemies, nemesis, nemesi, nemeses, whatever. Ah, uh, man, so apparently, we are in a i guess this is post apocalyptic, the world has fallen to these aliens. And there is this weird-looking uh, psychic spaceship that is traveling around, destroying the world. They want to stop it, and they chose uh, choose instead of trying to stop it to get on it. If they can board it, they don't have to stop it, because this is what's going to allow them to... Um, uh, I don't know what why they want to stop it or not stop it but um again i am less confused about who the characters are i'm more confused about what's going on and when i finally do get my uh answers i'm not as satisfied in this one uh this one just seems to be all about you know making a, a deal with the devil and what does that mean where you have the villain and the hero working together for the good of mankind uh because mankind is about to die completely and, and let's face it when it comes down to ultimate evil plans of total world domination or total complete destruction it's not a very good plan it really isn't you know when you think through oh if i destroy the world well that's where i live too um, unless you're completely insane so yeah uh, this one you know the art's not terrible But at the same time, uh, I'm not drawn in by the story. I'm not drawn in by the characters. And, you know, it's so confusing with what's going on. Uh, The flashback sequences don't go together. Uh, There's a flashback sequence that occurs that ends kind of on a little bit of a cliffhanger kind of thing where the villain is about to kill the hero. Now, obviously, he doesn't because, you know, six months later they're they're talking and everything but when you go back to the flashback you they're fighting aliens now all of a sudden and there's no it, it just it's confusing and i'm just not interested enough i'm not drawn in enough enough by the art or the story to really care about extermination i don't know who simon Spurrier is um as a whole, maybe it is a lot better. uh, But um, as far as what he's written here, just doesn't pull me in. V Ken Marion does a great job with what he's given. Uh, It's energetic and, and there's expressive, but all things considered, this book is not one that I really uh, am interested in at all. So right now split score, half and half. I like the one. I don't like the other. And now I'm going to take some time here. Uh, I'm going to play another promo, and I'm going to read how to collect comics and see if I'm doing anything right or what I'm doing wrong. (laughs) And we're back. And uh, again, these are podcasts that I listen to, that I enjoy, and that I recommend. That was Mark's Mess, uh, which they're going through the Atlantis Attacks annuals right now. And I say they, because it's him and his daughters. Um, and that's been a lot of fun to listen to. Um, so <laughs> how to collect comics, single issue price, $4 uh, cards, one special interest publication. I realized what this was. Finally, I took a closer look at the, the bag and cards. One is uh, who put this bag together. Now, I don't know when, well, I have an idea of when, because I was able to use context clues. This, uh, this book at the very latest, well, no earliest, uh, this was printed in, in 2010, uh, possibly 2012, considering the, the, the dates on the other ones, this was put in there as an insert for the, this company. Um, this is, It says how to collect comics, and there is stuff in here about that. Uh, But most of it, you know, 75% of this book are advertisements for how to buy comics from them, how to buy cards from them, all of these different things where they are trying to sell, sell, sell. There is a half page Know Your Comic Book Titles uh, word search that has comic book titles as diverse as Vampy, Elementals, Grendel, Robotech. Uh, Union, Hardcase and mantra, <laughs> uh, Robin, Hawkman, Edge, and Forge. I mean, this goes all over the place when it comes to you know the the titles that they're putting in there. Um, and, and honestly, you know, those two Boom books I, I read, I was expecting stuff from the '90s. I was hoping for you know like a uh, an Ultraverse comic, although Ultraverse is. Um, Honestly, I mean, I have all of them, but, uh, so then, you know, you you have that and then there's two pages of ads, um, getting baseball cards and, um, sports cards and, uh, then, uh, then there's, uh, an article. How about that internet, which tells you, uh, it says when, when it comes to using the internet to gather more information about your hobby, I say, go for it. Buying something on the internet. That's a different story altogether. And there's nine uh, tips for buying comics off the internet I'm going to go ahead and read them for you uh, So you can see if this uh, book is worth the uh, $4 cover price Number one, before proceeding with any buying transaction Make sure the dealer you find has a liberal return policy that is acceptable to you An unconditional 30-day money-back uh, No, wait <laughs> Oh my goodness Not an unconditional 30-day money-back guarantee It says here, an unconditional 30-day Monday back guarantee is the most acceptable and fairest business transaction oh these poor poor people you need an editor you need an editor anyway number two make sure the retailer has customer service and then in quotes phone hours i don't know why phone is in quotes but it is um Basically, it's saying, you know, when you make a transaction, you want to be able to contact them on the phone because things can get complicated. Number three, a picture speaks a thousand words. Unless someone is selling something on the Internet. Uh, (laughs) And they're saying that the picture you'll see is not necessarily the actual product you'll receive, which is actually I mean, that's a good point, especially on like eBay. They have. Automatic pictures of, of the cover of books and stuff like that. Number four, on a collectible item that is not physically in front of you, the most important question you can ask a salesperson is, quote, what are the negatives of the product I am pr- interested in purchasing? If they say nothing is wrong, keep insisting. Every collectible has negatives. If still nothing is said, beware. I, Okay, I, I don't understand that one exactly, but... Maybe they're meaning push for the, you know, like the little chip off the bottom of the box or something. I don't. Know. Number five, credit cards are your friend when buying something on the Internet. Basically, if you have a conflict and it's a credit card, the company will take the hit. But if it's a debit card, your bank won't give you back the money until the conflict is resolved and the money is returned. Number six, who pays return shipping on your returnable items? If it's you, the buyer, beware. That's all that should be said on this topic. Number seven, does this internet company have any other sales avenues other than their website? (laughs) Websites are cheap to build. Selling on auction sites almost costs nothing up front. Selling on social networks is free. What costs money are retail stores and catalogs. Where am I going with this? It's not a perfect science, but if a company has millions of dollars invested in their retail business, I doubt they will risk it over your $5 returned item. Uh, And I'm getting the impression here that they are really, really pushing toward... um, Basically, all of these items they do these these nine things with their business. Uh, number eight: the bigger the assortment, the easier the transactions. And lastly, number nine: as it pertains to buying something on the internet, if it's too good to be true, it is. And then there's two more pages. No, no, wait. This is the comical grading standards. And this page I actually found uh, kind of helpful. Like I, I could see wanting this page actually when I if I wanted to sell something on eBay. Uh, Just so I could say, okay, I I know this is fine or or very fine or whatever. It has all those, you know, uh, things to look at on the spine, on the cover, inside pages, overall condition, um, a fair, fair rating. The comic book is still readable. A comic book that has been abused. Uh, Very good is a comic book that looks well used, but not abused. Uh, This is, this was actually interesting information to me. And there's a, ad and there's another ad then there's know your comic which (laughs) gives you all the information of what the cover of a comic uh tells you there's the trademark symbol there's the comic book code which is a third-party company that censorship rates the content wait a minute when did they stop using that 2010 was it still around maybe it was the publisher the the issue number and date and it's just got all that information on there and then as I move forward, add, 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 order form, add. And so all told, this is a 16-page pamphlet for $4 that is to get you to order stuff from them. <laughs> so there that is. And i uh, will play another promo for another podcast I like. And then... Uh, while I'm playing that promo, I'm going to read J. Michael Straczynski's Midnight Nation, Issue 1. And I'll be honest, uh, that that podcast is actually a, the first, I think the first comic book podcast that I actually listened to. Um, I listened to some webcomic podcasts back when I was trying to get a webcomic going. Uh, but this was the first actual comic book podcast that I listened to. That's the fire water podcast because of the Aquaman element. Now I know Rob and Shag aren't going to be listening to this. Um, you know, this is, this is the comic book time machine. I mean, we're, we're small, we're small time, you know, um, fire and water. That's, that's the big time as far as comic book podcasts go. I don't know if that's saying too much, but anyway, J. Michael Straczynski's want to talk about big time. J. Michael Straczynski's Midnight Nation, written by one of the big time people in entertainment. He, or at least geek entertainment, uh, he has written Superman and Wonder Woman uh, for DC, but he also obviously did uh, Babylon Five, and and then he also um, he did a, a series that was very popular and very successful. Uh, before it ran into publishing issues, and that was um, Rising Stars. It's because of Rising Stars that I started reading Midnight Nation and fell in love with Midnight Nation, partially because it is a single graphic novel and it has a beginning, middle, and end. It's a great little, it's a great read. Uh, now he's also doing um, a series or has done a series called Dream Police that I really want to address on Comic Book Time Machine sometime when I have time. I don't know if I will, Um, but honestly, I'm super excited that I get to talk about Midnight Nation uh, because this is something I've been considering doing for Comic Book Time Machine, but I've completely forgotten about. Uh, Every time I think about it, I just forget about it. And so here it is just thrown right at me um, in a bag labeled four popular comic books. Although to say all four (laughs) of these um, five books that were in here, four of them actually being comic books as for them being popular. Well, um, at least one of them is the one with Batman and spawn in it. But let's talk about midnight nation. (laughs) Uh, midnight nation is from 2000, the year 2000, um, October. And so of all of these, I mean, definitely you want to set your time machine there. Uh, Fortunately, this has been collected in a a graphic novel, and I believe it's on Comixology and some of those other things, uh, along with, uh, like, Rising Stars and that. It was published by Image, Top Cow, um, under the imprint of Joe's Comics, which is going to be an imprint of comics that were titles that he had created. And, um, yeah, so this one, it lasted 12 issues. And, as I said before, I love it. But as a graphic novel, it truly is a novel. Uh, and it has, I know, I know, I keep harping on this, the beginning, middle, and end, but let's talk about the beginning. Issue one, it's about a cop. Um, and he, he's actually a homicide detective and, uh, he is called in to investigate a homicide and he can't find any information. There are no clues. There are no, um, there, there's nothing pointing toward any kind of, of killer. Uh, just the fact that there's a dead body there. There's one guy who, he, he has to speak up uh, there's a witness who, who comes to him and says ah, I need to tell you something but um he gets spooked by a van that comes and um he's talking about how the man or the men rather will get him the men will get him and this van comes by and then the guy's gone the the informant and so he goes back to the station and he's dealing with uh you know his his boss who's a fairly typical um you know I, I expect to see his his boss, uh, you know, be one of the the detect- detectives, one of those you know rotten detectives on 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 uh, Hill Street Blues or something like that. But he goes back, uh, he's going to go back and and investigate the murder again. But then um, it turns out there's. problem is, um he they may have a drop on him, but when they go in, uh he is waiting. <laughs> and he is not waiting alone. He is awaiting them with uh these people who the best way I can describe them, uh they're transparent, which is something uh that is used to great effect here. Uh they are transparent, they have torn apart uh his fellow police officers who are going there to make the arrest with him. Uh they are green they wear robes and they have tattoos all over their bodies it's uh what if you took darth maul and mixed him with joker that's what these guys look like and uh so he goes into the room to arrest the guy uh the the, the murderer and he sees these guys and they are you know tearing apart the police officers he fires uh the, the criminal is killed he falls off the balcony Finds himself in a hospital, um, and there's some really vague dialogue that happens as he's falling into unconsciousness, where um, someone's giving the orders to these uh, Darth Darth Jokers, and says, "No, no, no, no! This one, he's you know, don't kill him. He's he's interesting. Uh, he's very interesting, and we don't know why. We don't know what is you know, what's going on here. Who these people are, other than." They're ghostly, and may actually be ghosts. And I'm not going to spoil who they are or what they are. Uh, I don't feel bad spoiling a lot of this issue because, honestly, I'm saying get the graphic novel. You know, you're just I'm just spoiling the first chapter for you so that you to tell you you should get this. It's a supernatural uh, adventure, um, and so he's taken to a hospital, and when he wakes up, there's no one around and no one can hear him. And then he goes in the hall. And now everyone is transparent. You know, you can see through every single person in the hospital except for him and one other person. Well, who's that other person? Well, but the last half of the book, there is a woman. And her name is uh, Laurel. And she is waking up. And it's kind of nice the way they do this. It's kind of cool. You know, JMS, I do feel like he does things that he follows the kind of uh, thing that I would say to any writer or anyone in creative arts. And that is whenever you do a new project, try and find something new to do with it. Try to find some sort of new storytelling element you can bring in or, you know, just don't just do what you've always done. Grow, grow, experiment. And that's what I feel like we get here. We have uh on every page now, like I said, about halfway through is where it starts in. Um, about an inch, inch and a half panel that goes the entire length from top to bottom of the page uh, is this woman waking up and you see her mouth. You see her eyes and slowly you start to see more and more of her. She's in dark. There's this mysterious voice talking to her, telling her to wake up, telling her that she has to go do something. She doesn't want to do it. And then the rest of the page, which is still almost the full page, you know, so you're still getting uh, a kind of a regular page layout. It's it's following this detective and following what he's doing as she is waking up and not wanting uh, to, to go and find this person who is alone, who doesn't know what he's facing. Obviously the disembodied voice is talking about our protagonist. And so finally, then at the very end, uh, she's decided, you know, she'll do it. She has to do it. And so the You know, the, the second to last page or the penultimate page here is him walking through the hospital and everyone's transparent. And then he hears a voice because he says, I'm unconscious. I have to be. And he hears a voice saying, it's not a dream. Why does everyone always assume it's a dream? It's such a cliche. Who, who are you? And then you turn the page um, and it's it's her and she is solid. Um, and this is the message she gives him. She says, I'm Laurel. You're in the place between in between. And it looks like I'm your guide until they find you, until they kill you, or until you turn, which is when I'll kill you. Any questions? Great, great, great cliffhanger for a first issue. Uh, you spend time with your protagonist. You get to know him. You know He's divorced. Uh, he's got he pays alimony and you get all these, you know, things. I mean, it feels a little bit like a, maybe a cliche of the the down on his luck cop or whatever, uh, you know, detective and, you know, who works the homicide night shift or whatever it is. But at the same time, then you throw in these supernatural elements and it's, it's great. It's, it just, I, I remember I had all 12 issues of this and I, I I read it a few times and then uh, I had a friend visit me and I let him borrow it and said, you got to read this. And then he spilled, pop all over all 12 issues uh and and said sorry man and um i said oh don't worry about i want to buy the graphic novel anyway you just keep them keep them so you can finish reading them and he did i think he liked them i can't remember he went back to canada and i never actually talked to him about midnight nation again but uh he took these with him so at least there's that anyway great first issue um it's 250 cover price here uh so really i mean (laughs) Uh, I paid two ninety nine for the bag. Uh, this is an extra 49 cents uh, for this one issue cover price. Now, yeah, I've double dipped because now I've bought this particular issue three times. Once as a single issue, once as a graphic novel that's sitting on my shelf right here within, you know, I can touch it with my fingertip. That's how close it is to me. It's been on my shelf as a to read book for unfortunately, I don't know how long. But uh, and then i've I've now purchased this bag here and and um I have to say, you know, listeners, this is something I recommend and it's something that I'm so gung ho on. I'd be willing to part with this issue I'd be willing to give it to someone as a as a tra- uh, you know, just a tryout thing so you know um, maybe i'll I'll talk to some friends or something and and just say, hey, I got this comic I'll give it to you. I don't know how to give it away exactly because it's not like it's gonna come up in you know, conversation about this obscure comic book from 15 years ago. But the bottom line is, I I was really happy, really happy to open the bag, find this. Now I've reread this, and yeah, uh, I and now I've podcasted about it. So I'm going to play one more podcast promo. And then uh, while I play that podcast promo, I'll be reading Spawn Batman and... Then we'll talk about that. I know I've read this before too. I wonder if I'm going to have as you know such glowing, glowing review for it as I do for this one. I mean, JMS, I've, we were talked about him. Actually, we didn't talk about Gary Frank. He's the artist on this book. He he brings a really solid uh, style, where it's, it's quite realistic. It's it's expressive, but at the same time, um, you know, it, it's nothing uh, totally dynamic or crazy or anything like that. It's it's very much. Uh, a photorealistic um, almost well, I shouldn't say photorealistic but it, it definitely has a realism to it rather than a, you know cartoony or stylized um, style but <clears throat> all that to say um, Midnight Nation I highly recommend it and I really really enjoy that I got to revisit it and now I'm going to revisit something that I do not know if I'll enjoy as much but so far out of this Unit here, I've had one that I would say you know I don't recommend. One that I'm curious about. So a negative, a positive, and then Midnight Nation, a positive. Then that collector's thing, which is 16 pages on newsprint for four bucks. I would never pay four bucks for that. Um, but I'm not out much, you know. With that, it's not even mentioned on the uh, the cover there of, of the plastic bag, I and mean, it tells us we four comics. So. As an extra, I'm just going to say that 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 comes out even. You know, it's not positive, it's not negative. It's right in the middle. Spawn Batman. That's the one. If it's a tie, two negative and two positive experiences from this bag, I'm going to have to lean towards positive that my 3 bucks was well spent because I do have this card with Michael Keaton on it. Uh this this trading card and that's a, that's enough of a positive to push me over to the other side. But we'll see. Maybe I'll end up with three positives. I don't know. Spawn and Batman. Well, let's play the promo, and then we'll get to it. And we're back. We're back. With Spawn and Batman. Now... This is what caused me to say, yes, I'm definitely picking up this, this package of comics, and I don't know what's inside on for the other three, but there's this one. I could see it clearly. Um, and then I saw Frank Miller, Todd McFarlane. I mean, this is uh, Todd McFarlane being, you know, Todd McFarlane, which reminds me of a joke, by the way. Um, it's not a very good one, but it goes like this. What do you get when you cross Spider-Man? Ghost Rider and Batman. You get a baseball. I'll let you you know chew on that for a little bit. But um, anyway, the uh, the book itself. Yeah, I remember I had friends in college who were into Spawn. They really really liked Spawn, and so in 1994. I probably read this borrowed it from one of my buddies who was working uh maintenance with me at uh at my college. Um, I because I know I didn't buy this. Uh, I didn't buy any Spawn comics except for the um the the Cerber, Cerberus uh ca, Spawn comic that um that 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 uh, Dave Sim wrote uh when there was a I think there's four in a row. Oh, and I also had the the Neil Gaiman one, too. Uh, There's four in a row where Todd McFarlane invited uh, pretty, pretty big name writers to come and, and do a, a Spawn story. And so I had those and I was really I was well aware of who Spawn was. I did go and see the Spawn movie in theaters and I did watch the HBO. I think it was HBO, but the Spawn cartoon show. I rented it. I didn't have cable, but I rented it and watched that series. Like I said, I was aware of who the character was, uh, but uh, Spawn, honestly, he is slightly above Deadpool for me and in, in uh, you know, how much I like him. But he's definitely he's one of those characters I just don't care about that much. Todd McFarlane, he is hit or miss for me as far as his style goes. Sometimes his style just really draws me in. And really captures me. And I, I'm really intrigued by his art. And then other times it just comes across as too, uh, too hyper-stylized. Uh, too unrealistic. Now when I was getting into comics and buying comics with my own money. Not the first comics I ever read. But the first comics I was buying with my own money. It was Todd McFarlane on on uh, Spider-Man. And I enjoyed it. I, I thought it was weird and different and energetic. But by the time he was doing Spawn and I was in college and, and I was really just more, you know, wanting to see things by writers that I liked. And that's where I got into like Nightman with Ultraverse and instead of getting into you know Wildcats and, and Spawn and those kind of things with Image. I would tend to pick up Image comics that were written by uh, people that I respected. Like I bought Steve Gerber comics that were Image titles that I had no idea what they were uh, and he, you know, he wrote two issues in there and it wasn't like it was special story. Steve Gerber doing a special Steve Gerber story. It was just, you know, Steve Gerber doing the next story, you know, the next two issues in this series. And uh, I think the only image comic that I really, really, really appreciated and enjoyed was the max. And I don't, I I honestly, I I don't know why Uh, of all of them, you know, I'm sure there were other things like that, but the Max kind of intrigued me because of its, uh, its, its big high concept and, and the imaginary world type type of thing that was going on there. Uh, and uh, the cartoon actually is what caused me to start buying the comics probably. Anyway, with Spawn, uh, I picked this up and I'm reading this and I'm thinking, okay, we're definitely referencing Dark Knight on the cover. And is referencing Dark Knight on the cover mean we're going to get kind of a dark vigilante superhero team up with Spawn who is a supernatural Uh, character who has died gone to hell been sent back he sends people to hell from what i can tell Uh, i mean this is a pretty dark character batman is obviously a dark character is this what i'm gonna get is this gonna be gritty and dark and the answer is the referencing of dark knight on the cover is more in line with the uh, i guess comedy of things here this is frank miller doing Uh, basically kind of a satirical parody, I guess, of the idea of Batman and Spawn. And there's even one place in here and I'm I'm trying to find it right now. there's one place that kind of references the, the absurdity of the situation where, uh, there's a homeless. Well, let me, let me give you the situation first. Uh, in Gotham city, Batman is, is taking care of some thugs and they are involved in weapons dealing And he finds some powerful gloves that, you know, the robotic gloves. And then there's a robot that pops up and starts attacking and he fights the robot. And inside there is a, he sees a face and then he continues fighting, trying to get the guy out of the robot. Because as the guy is becoming aware, he's saying, what am I, where am I? What, how did I get here? I can't feel my legs. Well, it's just the dude's head that's in there. And so he's wanting to know what's going on. And, As soon as we say, you know, we realize that there's, you know, homeless people who are being put in these robots. And then we see that there is this woman who is on TV and she is uh, she is founder of Heal the World and she has done humanitarian work. And so we know it's our villain. This is she is our villain. She's the one who's doing this. We don't have to know anything else because of timing and because she is the new character introduced into this situation. Well, Batman does some more investigation, finds out the guys from Brooklyn, goes to New York where he promptly finds Spawn. They fight and Batman runs away because he's outclassed by Spawn's magic and supernatural power. But Batman does return and he uses some of his own little tricks to kind of weaken Spawn a little bit. But there's this give and take and back and forth. And I don't really feel like it's earned. It, it's instead of the traditional thing where you know they fight they fight they fight and then they realize oh we're on the same side let's let's become friends they fight they fight they fight and they realize oh we're on the same side so let's fight the bad guy but while they're fighting the bad guy they're fighting with each other the the entire time they're just kind of going back and forth and back and forth and it's meant to be funny and some of it actually is but um you know there's there's parts of it that uh, just it falls flat because it's just to me it's not good comedy and it's not uh, t- the tone doesn't fit of what it, it and i don't know if it's because of my expectation that the tone doesn't fit but uh, of course then they go after the arms dealer and of course you know they're going to win and there's one part in here though where spawn is telling his homeless friends and that's why spawn is getting involved by the way is uh because it's homeless people who are having their heads cut off and put into these robots uh to be like the human controller of it but they lose their actual free will they don't have free will but they're controlling the, how the robot does the fighting and stuff like that uh at least that's that's my take on it after one one reading but there's one line here where um <laughs> spawn is talking about he saw batman and none of the homeless friends that he has are believe that he saw batman and then he says it's not a story it was batman and uh and if he's working for Nadia uh, vadova Vlado, or margaret love as she's calling herself then he's not the hero everybody says he is and someone in the background says kind of like Else Worlds, huh uh which really that i mean we're halfway through the book and when that line gets thrown in there by frank miller who wrote this and i'm like oh okay i know where we are right now this is you know an Else Worlds, <laughs> but it's also uh, it's really self-referential and that's okay that's okay i don't feel like i just wasted you know 15 20 minutes or however long it took me to read it there is some fantastic art there's a couple splash pages there's one double page splash within the story of batman and spawn side by side there's another double page splash uh toward the end of the book that i remember seeing like as a cover of wizard magazine or something like that uh there's some decent art going into this book uh and there's enough of the the goofy one-liner that's kinda oh it it's amusing. It's amusing. That's the word I'm gonna go with. Spawn Batman, published by Image Comics, is amusing. It is diverting. It is not uh it's it's not changing the comic industry the way the Dark Knight returns <laughs> did. Uh, or the way Spawn did, honestly. But bringing Frank Miller Tom McFarlane together, this is a little bit of comic book history to me. Uh, you know, it, And it's kind of fun. I mean, you team up Frank Miller and Tom McFarlane, and then you team up Batman and Spawn. It's, it's a little bit meta there. I don't know what their working relationship was like. But there are references back to Dark Knight in here. Um, with with the way he's you know bandaging himself up and using the mechanical gloves to fight uh, to fight Spawn the way uh, he would you know suit up to fight Superman they use television screens to ex- give exposition every once in a while and it's just it, it's a chance for these two guys I think to just have some fun if that's what this is if this is Frank Miller and Tom McFarland having fun I'm with it I I I'm with it. Um, I'm not having as much fun as they are, but I can really appreciate what I'm actually holding in my hands in that regard. Now the ending I, am not too fond of, uh, it just, it's, it's trying, it feels like it's trying too hard to be funny. Um, but you know, for (laughs) this, this, it's not, it's not, I'm not going to rave about it the way I do, did about, um, Midnight Nation. But, you know, three out of four, this is not bad. Uh, I paid a dollar each for those books, if you throw out the one that I didn't like, and throw out the, the little pamphlet thing, the catalog thing. Uh, I paid a dollar each for those those books, and it was fun. Midnight Nation brought back some good feelings. Spawn Batman took me back to the 90s. I mean, this is 1994. It took me back to 1994. It made me think about hanging out with my friends, talking about comic books. We weren't really comic book geeks though i mean we were just people who liked comics we weren't really into them super uh you know heavily we just every once in a while my friends and i uh, you know i was into them more with one friend but the friends who were buying spawn and that kind of thing they were just doing it because it was you know they're just casual fans and we would talk about spawn and and mask and the the mask not mask the the cartoon show and the, the toy line, but the mask, you know, the, the Jim Carrey movie that caused us to see uh, and, and purchase um, mask, the mask comic books. Uh, anyway, this little bag brought a little bit of comic book joy into my life and got me to talk about it for an hour and 15 minutes. <laughs> and um, I, I have to say this little experiment is as far as my actual enjoyment goes, rile arousing success and I enjoyed every bit of it you know this is probably the I, I don't like spawn but at the same time I'm reading this I'm not going to go out and like oh I gotta buy the back issues of spawn and really get into that I'm not going to do that but this was just enough of a spawn story for me to you know say yeah it's it's okay it's okay <laughs> it's it's amusing it's diverting and it's okay. But Midnight Nation, totally something different. I highly, highly, highly recommend it. Well, that's all here. And you can find us at comicbooktime You can find us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Comic We are Comic Time on Twitter. You can also find me at Benavery.com on Facebook. I'm facebook.com slash Ben Avery Storyteller. And you can also hear me talk about Marvel Cinematic Universe and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Daredevil is what we're going through right now for the summer of 2015. Uh, and you can find that at Welcome to Level 7. So I just want to thank you so much for listening and um, I hope to hear from you. I would love to hear from you if you have any memories about like Spawn Batman or if you've read those Boom books and and would say that, oh, you know what? Just that sampling isn't enough. Maybe you should, you should be reading more, Ben. Um, I'd love to hear from you. You can contact us here at uh, the Comic Book Time Machine. We are feedback at comicbooktimemachine.com. We'd love to hear from you. And again, those those podcast promos that I played, um, those are all podcasts that I highly recommend and I enjoy listening to myself. They are people that I spend time listening to. I don't spend time talking with them. Um, you know, they're, they're, These aren't friends of mine. Really, these are people that um, some of them I've had limited uh, conversations with because of, you know, being in the podcasting sphere. And so, I, you know, I'm pod- they're, they're podcasting uh, peers of mine, I guess, for some of them. But they are all podcasts that I do recommend. And, and so the Quarterman podcast, which is a relatively geeky network, um, Firewater podcast, Superman, Batman podcast, Parallel Lines, the Tangent Universe podcast, and Mark's Mess which is going through Atlantis Attacks, and he also has a history one about uh, one of his um, relatives who was writing letters from the front during World War One. Uh, these are these are all great podcasts, great comic book podcasts. And if you're listening to Comic Book Time Machine, then these are, con- are podcasts that I think you would enjoy. Obviously, personality types and those kind of things, you know, cause other you know, it's not just topic that's going to make you enjoy it. But these are ones that I recommend. Seek them out. Check them out. Give them a try. And so all that said, um, thank you for listening and Godspeed.